Hello again, friends, and welcome to this week's edition of Club Kayfabe Wrestle Talk. We are in the final countdown. This is episode 377, and after today, you will only get two more regular episodes and then a grand finale episode to hear Dan Peck and I continue to talk about pro wrestling. You will have to become a patron at that point. But uh, yeah, what's uh, what's going on with you, Dan, in the world of wrestling? Do you even watch modern wrestling anymore? Just the New Japan. And isn't that kind of what we talked about? Like, we're kind of just doing the show a disservice by attempting to do a podcast about something that we're not even watching. That's why the VIP show is so much more fun, because we get to review something classic. Although, what we review on this week's VIP show... Well, we're talking about classic as in age, not in, not in quality sometimes. Uh, this is a good example of that, actually. Actually, this is a very good example of that. Uh, so real quick, let's just remind you guys that once we conclude this show... You will be able to hear Dan Peck on the Nerd Table every week. Me, Dan, and my good friend Eric. We release new episodes every Monday at 7 a.m. Although, if we do change our recording schedule, we might move that up a day. But right now, it's Mondays at 7. The Stupid Sexy Podcast, where we review every Simpsons ever, will make a comeback. It'll actually be recorded in the slot that we're recording this show in. <clears throat> that's my trade-off here. Please excuse my voice and my cough. I was very sick this week. But you know what I did not have, Dan? A bad, bad case of the AIDS? Well, I didn't get tested for that. No, I do not have the COVID. You just have the switching into autumn, almost immediately winter. Uh, basically, yeah, it may have been the flu, it could have been strep, it could have been uh, just a bad sinus infection. Um, but once I had 101 fever, I was like, urgent care, now. Because that was the thing, I had all the symptoms, but I didn't have the fever. And then the next morning, I had the fever, and I'm like, nope, that's it. We're getting me tested. Need more cowbell. <clears throat> but no... No COVID. Not this time. So I can't add COVID survivor to my resume at this time. I have a feeling that even if you didn't get it by the time this goes over, I think everyone could add COVID survivor to their resume. <laughs> Pandemic survivor, yeah. For sure, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. So let's, uh, let's talk about some fun stuff here. Um, Dan and I are both doing Extra Life in one week's time mm-hmm. on Saturday, November the 7th. Have you decided what you're going to stream? I have not, actually. Okay. Would you mind if I announce my calendar? You're not allowed until I can. Okay. Well, I'm doing it anyway. It's kind of the only time you can announce it, because by the time you announce it... The next time, it will be too late for most people. Pretty much. For almost everybody. (laughs) All right, so here's the plan. I'm going to open up the stream around 1.30 and kind of do like a pre-show deal. I'm going to be hanging out on my Animal Crossing island. That'll help me get set up, work out any kinks, get people to sit down and watch, share the video. And then at 2 o'clock, I'm going to switch over to some Mario and then some Scribblenauts. I think I'm going to start with Mario and then do Scribblenauts. Because Mario will probably stress me out, so Scribblenauts will be the uh, the cooldown game. Um, once we're done with those two hours, everything else is going to be by request through the, uh, the old Raspberry Pi that I got hooked up to the TV here. And basically anybody who donates gets to pick what Super Nintendo game I play. And even if you can't donate, if you're just being active, participating in everything, you can also pick a uh, a Super Nintendo game. Uh, I'll put the Extra Life link in the description of this episode to both mine and to Dan's pages. 
Dan, just make sure you send that to me so I can actually link that in the description. <clears throat> you can donate now. You don't have to. But if you do donate now, you can all pick a game for me to play. And I pretty much have the entire Super Nintendo library, so pick anything. Anything. And I will play it. So yeah, that's that's what's going on. We got the Extra Life. CKCC's doing some cool stuff. Of course, all the other songs. And uh, songs, yeah. I'm looking at, I was about to plug ranking tracks. All the other shows are doing their deals. Ranking Tracks and Real Paranormal Talk. Again, every week you get a new episode of one of those shows. <clears throat> Jeff switches it up. You get some Music Hub with Jay Shin Shin. Motivational Moves with Adrian Cotton. Ah, first Monday of the month is coming up. It is. <clears throat> In fact, it'll be November the 2nd. You'll get to your next episode there. And at Bored to Death Bingecast was doing some horror-themed episodes, and of course, a new Race Nerd podcast just dropped. Sorry, Matt, haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. But I know it's there. And it exists. <clears throat> so yeah, that's what's going on, guys. And remember, if you become a patron, it only costs five bucks a month. By the end of the year, you will have given us sixty dollars. Sixty bucks a year. To help keep us, help support us. And trust me, that money does go a long way. Because that's how we fund the podcast and keep it going and keep it free. So, which is why we do a podcast on the VIP show. We are discussing some nerd table content and revamping the tiers. So that everything will be related to nerd table moving forward. And I think one of the big things we're going to do will be subject matter, <coughs> interactive stuff, and for high-tier people, I'm going to run this idea by Eric, but I think he'll be on board with it. We might let you record a small review of something that we can play on the show. Or work in a, a method to have you call in and review something on the show. We'll just work that in with our recording times. It's not that hard to do either. So... Yeah, that that basically covers it. So what kind of trivia you got for us this week, Dan? Well, last week's question, who was the second different Gaijin to be IWGP Heavyweight Champion? Because Vader is the second and the third, but the second <laughs> different person not that is not Japanese was Scott Norton. It's actually a pretty cool achievement for him, considering that in the world of pro wrestling, I don't think Scott Norton has a ton of things that you remember him for. He was in the NWO and was in the NWO. Yeah. Don't worry. One of the, one of the uh, upcoming Dark Side of the Rings for the new season is Collision in Korea, and it will not be complete unless he tells his story. You want me to give you a, a, a TLDR version of what happened to him at Collision in Korea? Go for it. He was talking to his wife on the phone. And she said something. And he said something back. Saying, don't say that. They're obviously listening. This is Korea. And then... The Korean Gestapo gave him a visit. And he spent the night before the event... Pretty much in a prison, being interviewed the entire time. I have some breaking news, Dan. This just happened one minute ago. Siobhan has purchased Among Us. Uh-oh. That dude's pretty sus. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing, guys. Uh, Dan and I want to get some Among Us games going here. And we want to play with you guys because that game is way more fun with people that you know. Uh, I have you're not been talking in Discord. And stuff. Yeah, I have not been having fun with. Uh... I have not been having fun with the randoms I've been playing with. The very first game, the very first game I played, first one, Dan, first game. There was a guy named Jamal in there. And somebody immediately went and called a meeting 
and got everybody to vote out Jamal because they said black was sus and he was pink. And as soon as it said he was a crewmate or he was not an imposter, I said, fuck this. I'm never playing with randoms again. I was so mad about that shit. <sighs> this is why I want to play with my friends. This is also why I hate online gaming in general. So tomorrow, while I'm streaming us playing, and I obviously half black is half sus, <laughs> while Siobhan's there... God damn it. You'll know it's a callback! God damn it. Well, I'll laugh, so. So, yeah. <clears throat> All right. Moving on. Because this is getting dark. Oh, right, so our next question is, who is the first American to be AAA uh, Mega Champ? Hmm. Hey, I had a question. Here's a, here's a trivia question for you. Are we going to keep doing wrestling trivia on the VIP show just for the hell of it? Oh, I mean, maybe. And then should we do Nerd Trable trivia every week? That's what I was planning on. I mean, you can make them wrestling related every now and again. I mean, it's just straight up trivia at that point. So anything goes. Just like the song, Anything Goes. Anything Goes. Uh, by the way, we have a... We have a Nerd Table Discord now. Mm-hmm. Of course, I can send you an invite, but you only have 24 hours to, to do the damn thing. So, please, please, please actually effing join it. I'm not going to call out the person I just had to send the invitation to. Who was just like, I just saw this now. Can I have another one? <sighs> what their name rhymes with? But they're half sus. Anyway. All right. Dan, you're looking awfully sus right now. Am I looking sus? You're sounding sus. I sound stuffed. I didn't know that was sus now. What the fuck? All right. Here's some shit to talk about. Because <clears throat> even though I'm sort of mentally checking out of this podcast now, sorry guys, uh, there is still stuff happening, and on the VIP show we are going to talk about significant news, and this is definitely significant. <coughs> the Twitch shutdown has officially reached a point where Paige had a complete breakdown over it. Where she was like, I broke my neck for this fucking company twice, and this was a, an, a way to fill that void, and they're basically taking it away from her. And she has just had it with this. It's it's shut down now. It's everyone shut down. Yeah. Everyone's like... <clears throat> um, yeah. Go. It's gonna be bad because this is... It's easy. It'd be one of the easiest decisions I've ever made. Especially if you're in, in the page situation. Where mm -hmm. she's got over 20,000 subscribers. Which means they pay $5 a month and she gets $2.50 of it times 20000 mm -hmm. a month. That's over 40000 if you do the math. Yeah. Yeah. A month. A month. There's people that work harder and make less in a year. And she's not killing herself, and she's not doing something that she hates. <laughs> yeah, let's be realistic here. We've been talking about this for a while. It's just, this is beyond ridiculous at this point. I am very against this whole shutdown thing. I'm very against their new contracts. I'm extremely against the whole fact that they're still called independent contractors and they can't do anything. I'm against it. it. It makes me angry at the company. I think it's a stupid decision, and I think it's you're literally killing people off from making other income, and I think they should honestly be ashamed of themselves. I have nothing else to add to it. But I'm going to say this. 
in t- typical company logic, they don't want people Googling the name Matt Riddle to figure out about his his past and everything, you know, all his accusations. So what did they do? They took his first name away. And they're just calling him Riddle now. So now there's a chance you find Voldemort or the cosplayer. Right? And you know what? Not only does that logic suck anyway, because you could have just changed the name entirely, but you're still going to find stuff on him. Even if they change his name to Jack Action. Sorry, Chris Jericho, I had to steal that from you. You can still Google Jack Action, and the people will just rewrite the articles and be like, Jack Action, for the former Matt Riddle, was accused of being an asshole. Like, or, you know, the freedom that popped up a little Wikipedia thing on the side of Google. Yeah. Jack, Matt Riddle, currently known as Jack Action in WWE, on WWE's NXT brand or whatever. <clears throat> yeah, it's not going to get get rid of that stuff so if somebody had a brilliant idea of just having him do a riddler gimmick and that would probably make me like him too much so please don't do that please don't do that although i i actually would enjoy that there's going to be a vince mcmahon documentary on netflix not just like a single like a docu-series what are they even going to talk about uh, how he hates everything he is. Yeah, pretty much. I wonder how severely edited and whatever it is going to be. I will know. And I will let you know. Because I will watch it. And it is very... And it could very quickly, right away, probably be told. We're going to know. Talk about him living in a freaking... Growing up in a freaking trailer in North Carolina... And you know it's legitimate, because that happened. They talk about it. It is. But Vince McMahon hates... Vince McMahon. Hates the South. Hates people named after their father. Yep. (laughs) He hates hates juniors. He hates... uh, Yeah, all the stuff that he hates as a direct result of that. He hates poor people. He hates... Yeah, it's a whole thing. All because he was raised in a trailer in North Carolina. I love this one. His, his, his stepfather died. He's like, I won. Yeah. Wow. I'm sure he did. Good Lord. Well, let's talk about some of the fun stuff that happened over the weekend. I did not watch the events, but I do Neither know. Neither did I. But I do know stuff that took place. I actually did want to watch Halloween Havoc out of curiosity. Unfortunately, I did not have time to do that this week. <laughs> you were busy it. worrying worrying if you had the Rona. Yeah, I wasn't really in the mood this week, guys. Sorry. But let's talk about some of the positives here. They took the Money in the Bank briefcase off of Otis and gave it to The Miz. Because they realized that Otis wasn't going to ever cash in and be the champion. And they saw him as a failed experiment. Uh make of that whatever you want. I just know that Tucker turned on him. So that's the end of that little... Oh, big fucky Tucky? Yeah. Tucky! See, it's the thing, it's like, it's an experiment, except for, like, you didn't have any live crowds to know if he was over or not. (laughs) Basically, yeah. I think he would have been over. over over When he he made out with Mandy Rose on... at WrestleMania, a live crowd would have lost their shit over that. That was a that was a wasted opportunity for no audience. The live crowd would have absolutely dude that lost re- WrestleMania like almost everything that happened a live audience would have shit their pants almost everything that happened in that show. Yeah. Braun finally wins. Drew finally wins. Like holy shit, dude. Yeah. That would have been a great feel good WrestleMania. Not quite twenty or thirty level, but that would have been a really good feel good. Hey, I really like. Two, the two champions and we're always going to remember Wrestlemania 36 is the Wrestlemania with no people yeah <clears throat> but uh 
Sasha Banks actually won the SmackDown women's title. Bailey yeah. Bailey's reign was over a year long. And they're finally behind Sasha again, although we'll see if she can actually defend it and keep yeah. it this time because that's the Just thing. remember, yeah, remember all her title reigns were like won it on Raw, lost the next week at the pay-per-view. <laughs> yep. Although you know what it's going to be? She's going to defend it, and then they're going to be like, but you still never defended the Raw title. <laughs> and then uh, they they ended the Drew experiment with Randy Orton winning the title back, although from what I understand, that was the plan because they want to put the title back on Drew when they have an audience again. So I'm not that mad about that one. It's Like I said, it's hard to know if someone's title reign was good or not when you're not drawing, when you can't draw. And even though he hates the wheels, Johnny Gargano is the new North American champion. So that's a thing that happened too. Yeah, apparently I heard Shotzi Blackheart did a great job, so I might want to watch just for that. Oh, yeah, apparently yeah, Triple H was like super up on that. I read. Super and, happy and proud. And Pat McAfee made a return. And Pete Dunne is part of his stable, so I kind of want to watch for that too. Yeah, as McAfee showed up a couple weeks ago and helped Birch and Lorcan win the tag titles. It's pretty cool. Um, and it seems like they're starting a group, and Pete Dunne joined. And speaking and of, speaking of the groups. The idea is to just fuck over the Undisputed Era. Yeah, and speaking of groups, Vince gave up on one. Oh, yes. Retribution. You know, roughly a month and a half after everybody else gave up on everybody it. Everybody else gave up on it, yeah. <laughs> Uh, good god hey slapjack had a match before the main event at hell in a cell when you guys ass beating a squash but hey it was the match before the main event good old slapjack shane thorn (laughs) slash shane hayes slapjack shane thorn well it is what it is let's uh let's move out of American soil real quick and jump across the pond because Dan's got some New Japan to talk about. Oh, yes. New Japan. Things are, I mean, G1 finished a week or two ago now, but it is now time to start a ramp up for the end of the year stuff. This Sunday is a tag title match, and as is Monday, one of them is the heavyweight, there was the junior. I don't remember which night is which, but it is worth to watch at least the main event of those two shows. Power Struggle is on the 7th, so that's the next weekend. And then Super Juniors, Best of Super Juniors, and World Tag League will start on the 15th of November and ends on December 11th. They also announced that part of the uh, Tokyo Dome Wrestle Kingdom shows is that there is going to be only limited tickets for social distancing. So... You're not going to get the 70,000 people. It's probably going to be only like 35 or 40, but we're having Wrestle Kingdom and there's going to be people there for crying out loud. We got to have our Wrestle Kingdoms, you know? I'm going to say this, and this is still a goal. One one year, I'm going to do it one time. I'm going to be there on January 4th. Yeah. And I'm going to invite you and I'm going to invite Glenn. I'm going to invite Danny Risner, who I've actually had the conversation with. And we're going to make it happen. It's a goal for me to go to Japan and see a show. But, I mean, that's to go to Wrestle Kingdom, that's a big, big goal. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, I definitely want to go to Japan, but if I'm going to go, I might as well go and see the V-Show. Even if you, I'm only there for one night, one of the two nights, I would still go. And that would probably be like the highlight of my wrestling life. Well, it's going to be rough this year for people trying to come in because they're probably going to have half capacity, like I was mentioning earlier. Well, I'm not they going they are doing it lower. Well, I'm not going this year, so don't have to worry about that. It's definitely like if I ever go to Japan, going to a New Japan show is definitely one of the things I'm doing. <laughs> you know? Right, exactly. 
and then try and <coughs> buy me a wife. What? Mm-hmm. Maybe you will. Good old, gonna get yourself a Japanese schoolgirl like Kenny Omega. Are we done with uh, New Japan? Are we back stateside now? Yeah. So the rest of our news, believe it or not, is going to focus on Impact Wrestling. Because they had their big pay-per-view as well last weekend. So we have a new world champion in Rich Swan. Yep. A guy who just a couple months ago we thought was done. Yeah, and now there he goes, winning that world title. The new Knockouts champion is Sue Young. His wife. <laughs> which is pretty funny. Uh, the North won the tag titles, which they just had recently, too. So I'm Yeah, they held until the last big pay-per-view of the summer version. They won them back. And the Collier shot was, re- was won by Rhino, who decided to get his old pal Heath a job. So now you notice we said Sue Young won the Knockouts title, and you're like, wait, didn't you just say Kylie Ray was having the Knockouts title match? Yep. Well, she's disappeared again. So is she just, like, super flaky, or what's the story? I think she has... I think it's something... A mental disorder thing that flares up from time to time. Because mm. that was the big thing in AEW, when she just disappeared for a while there, and they ended up granting her a release. I don't know exactly what it is or anything like that, but apparently she had a flare-up. Well, I can sympathize with that. Night before the night of that show? Because apparently she worked in town and people had seen her in town for the show. But she just wasn't in the show. Yeah, that's unfortunate because that's one of those really, uh, really touchy situations. Because on the one hand, I 100% sympathize with her situation and want to work with her as best I can. But on the other hand... It's still a business, and you have to deliver. And you can't just rely on... So I heard this great interview about why Jake the Snake Roberts was never the world champion. And when I was listening to it, I was like, oh my god, that makes perfect sense. The reason Jake was never a world champion anywhere that he went was because he was too unreliable. That was the bottom line. No one wanted to put a belt on him because nobody knew if he was going to show up and commit. They said that was the re- unfortunate reputation that he drew. Even if you thought he was f- fantastic and he was a great interview and he was a good psych- psychological worker, it didn't matter because he was too unreliable. And that's so unfortunate. But also it's one of those things where I'm like, I get it. I 100% get it because... When I was doing booking stuff for GSW, I remember I would like, I would talk to John, and this is one of those cases where like I was a hundred percent wrong and John was right, where I'd be like, we I really want to put the title on this guy, and John's like, I'm not going to do that. We can't trust him. I'm like, but our fans really like him, and John's like, I don't care, I can't trust him, and John was right. You that's how you you can't trust certain people. Yeah. And it's, it's, I mean, that's what it was with the <clears throat> what's his face, Lars Sullivan, except for you know, all his other things. But he was having those panic attacks for a while when he wasn't at shows for like a couple months. And it's like they want to use them, but you can't use them, you can't use them, right? <laughs> exactly. That's yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's I, I, it's one of those, it's a very, very unfortunate situation. Because I can see it in both directions. And I want to work with somebody like that. I want them to to be, uh, you know, I want them to be an inspiration to other people who might have that same mental illness. But at the same time, I can't, I don't want to book them into any long-term programs because I don't know when they're going to be around. Unfortunately, it's just just the way that it is. It be that way sometimes. Yeah. We're going to close out the news portion of this week's show with a look back on the career of Tracy Smothers. Passed away only two days ago as we record this. 
I saw the news was broken that morning when I woke up. He has unfortunately lost his battle with lymphoma, and he had been fighting that one for a long time. I remember hearing, like, I don't know, eight, ten years ago that he had a girlfriend that was pretty much taking care of him, and they broke up, and she, like, wrote a long blog hmm. about how someone needs to take care of him, otherwise you won't, don't be surprised if he's dead in the next couple months, and then he's lived for eight, ten years. So, well, uh, good. That's good for him that he at least got to. Uh... <clears throat> so, <clears throat> of course, most of us know him as Tracy Smothers. Mm-hmm. He also competed as Freddie Joe Floyd and Jason the Terrible. He also apparently competed as Shaquille Ali, but that one I'm not familiar with. So, no idea. But if I hear one more BWO chant, everybody dies. Uh, so looking back on some of his career stuff, of course, he started in Memphis. He was one of the wild-eyed Southern boys in Florida Championship Wrestling, along with old Steve Armstrong. You know, that Armstrong. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they were a big feud with the New Breed. You remember the New Breed? The New Breed? Chris Champion and Sean Royal. They were time travelers. And they were from the year 2002 when Dusty Rhodes was president of the United States. (laughs) I love WCW gimmicks. Actually, I don't even remember if that was a WCW gimmick or not. Um, He was also... CFW Tag Team Champion. And that's when he wrestled the unmuzzled bear. You remember when wrestlers would wrestle the bear? Yeah, that was when, like, they couldn't, uh... Yeah, Tracy Smothers did that. But, uh... Didn't have anybody else to run the feud with, but they weren't quite ready to leave town, so you had to bring in the wrestling bear. (laughs) Of course, Tracy Smothers and Steve Armstrong became the Southern Boys in WCW and then the Young Pistols. Which we just talked to them about a few weeks ago. Yep, on our Patreon show. They they appeared on it. Because they showed up and was like, damn U.S. Tag Champions or FGTs. They had a huge feud with the fabulous Freebirds. Uh, Oh, the shitty Freebirds? (laughs) Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin. The Jimmy Garvin Freebirds? You mean the alive Freebirds? The guy that didn't earn it, but since he was kind of friends, and he acted like he was a Freebird the entire time. By the way, gorgeous Jimmy Garvin's Wikipedia picture is him dancing at the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Which is awesome. Smothers' last appearance in WCW was at Clash... Of the Champions 18, where him and Terry Taylor lost to Brian Pillman and Marcus Alexander Bagwell. Damn. Oh, God, that's when he was doing the full freaking deal. We all know that he worked in Smoky Mountain Wrestling for Jim Cornette. Mm-hmm. That was the uh, when he was just known as the wild-eyed Southern boy. He was a top babyface. He was two-time heavyweight champion. And he won the tag titles with Tony Anthony, the Dirty White Boy. You remember the Dirty White Boy? No, not really, but I know stories. Yes. And the Dirty White Girl. Yep. He did work for the USWA briefly. In fact, when the USWA had their own nation of domination, that's when he became Shaquille Ali. (laughs) That's so. So there you go. That's where that name came from. Of course, we know that he competed as Freddie Joe Floyd in the WWF. And uh, basically, his only real win was against Justin Hawk Bradshaw. Baga. But basically, he was just a, a big old jobber. Well, now we got to get to the meat of the story. ECW? ECW. From Nashville, Italy. Oh, I love when they did that. Those were so funny. Tracy Smothers. If I hear one more BWO chant, everybody dies. (laughs) 
Yep. Little Guido, the Big Don, which was Tommy Rich. Yep, <laughs> Tommy Rich. And uh, J.T. Smith was the Italian stallion. There was like two Italian guys in the entirety of that, and it was Big Guido and Little Guido. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah. They even got uh, What's-His-Face, uh, Ulf Herman came in once. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> was in the FBI. Uh, but it worked. I mean, it definitely worked. And Tracy was the, did the classic, like, he grabbed my hair. And then that, two seconds later, he grabbed my tights. And they're like, well, which one is it? <laughs> and he'd be like, he poked my eye, he grabbed my tights, he grabbed my hair. And they're like, which one is it? Pick one. <laughs> uh, we also know he did compete at Hardcore Homecoming and wrestled the Blue Meanie. That's the one. That's the that's the quote about everybody dying if he hears another BWO chant. Yep. And then uh, he appeared at one night stand, accompanying Little Guido to ringside when he had the triple threat with Tajiri and Super Crazy. Mm-hmm. And we all know that he infamously challenged JBL to a shoot fight because of his blue meanie deal. And then on the indies, he did he he worked pretty much solidly up until two, 2019. He did a stint you know from his jo- most famous match in the Indies. What would that be? User leaves the universe against Odorous Urungus. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! <laughs> that is phenomenal. And now they're now they both can continue their feud in heaven. Oh. <laughs> He did wrestle for uh, Juggalo Championship Wrestling for a number of years. And uh, he did a 2010 stint in TNA. Cause they, oh, yeah, because they did Hardcore Justice. Oh, they were doing that EV 2.0 thing? Yeah, him, Little Guido, and Tony Luke took on Kid Cash, Simon Diamond, and Johnny Swinger. And Johnny Swinger. And then they got attacked by... Oh my god, yeah. Ric Flair's fortune stable, which was AJ Styles, Frankie Kazarian, Bobby Roode, James Storm, Doug Williams, and Matt Morgan. Mm-hmm. He's like, you don't deserve to be in TNA. And then, yeah, there you go. Fortune 4, change things. So RIP to Tracy Smothers. What a What a career. A perfect example of a guy who had a great wrestling career without ever being in any of these big companies as a focal point, right? Like, he didn't have to be. You knew who Tracy Smothers was. He was always employed. He worked everywhere. And he always wrestled quality matches. And his daughter, working the indies, doing a good job, Jesse Bell. That's right. So. Yeah, so, uh. Good for him. Uh, December 2019 is when his lymphoma... Oh, no, November 14th was when he announced lymphoma in 2019. But he did say it was not terminal. Unfortunately, it did... He did succumb to it a little under a year later. But... So, RIP to Tracy Smothers. Fantastic wrestling career. And again... I can't emphasize it enough. A perfect example of a guy who was super over and everybody knew him and people loved him. And he was never a big-time WWF guy or even a big-time WCW guy. But people knew who he was. And that's all that mattered. People knew him. They liked him. They respected him. And he was trained by Stan Lane and Steve Kern. So that's a pretty damn good... Duo of trainers there. Sweet Stan. Sweet Stan and beautiful Bobby. Or did you prefer Bobby and Dennis? Oh, I didn't get to see much Dennis. (laughs) I was going to say, did you prefer Dennis and Randy? (laughs) (laughs) You're hurting the Randy. (laughs) I didn't see any of that. (laughs) <laughs> Except uh, when they came back with Paul Heyman and did that little thing about fucking fuckface didn't 
think anyone would understand the history. So we had to cut that short. You know, Mr. Pizza Hut. Uh huh. <sighs> God. <laughs> yeah. No one's going to understand the history. Wrestling fans understand their history. Okay. Not to single out the AEW crew, but I bet you even an AEW hardcore fan who's really into Orange Cassidy and all that shit and likes Marco Stunt, I bet if you presented them with a bunch of legends from the NWA, they would know who they are and they would cheer for them. So can we just, like... Can we just understand that people understand wrestling history already? And not be like other... If not, tell them. It doesn't take face long, and fucking like. beaver fuck and all these other just... Oh, all these freaking morons. All these idiots. Like, I don't know a ton of wrestling history. And I don't know a lot about someone like Jim Londos. But I know he's one of the biggest draws that ever existed in pro wrestling. He because he's one of the first, man. Yeah, because in the twenties and thirties, that was like that was Jim Londos's time. You know, it's one of those things. Like, I think people need to people need to understand that people are going to get wrestling history. Well, I mean, it's the same <clears> thing. <throat> like, then, like, why do they bring up stories and? sports games about people. You know? It's like, oh, I don't care. We're going to talk about Cal Ripken Jr. That guy played 30 years ago. Yeah, well... That's so yeah. stupid. That's so <laughs> stupid. It's like somebody right now be like, fucking the great Bambino. I thought you said the great Bambi. <laughs> nice reference. That one people little deer. <laughs> well, you know, it's like... If you're talking about, if you're talking about film icons, and you're only talking about actors who are still alive, and somebody's like, "Well, how about like Gregory Peck and Jimmy Stewart?" And you're like, "Those guys were in black and white movies." I think it's some color. Like, I guess, I guess Charlie Chaplin could just get fucked because that guy was apparently never an icon. Yeah, oh, wait, he was like, might still be adjusted. For inflation, the biggest box office draw in history. Yep. <laughs> so we need to stop denying. Him and Buster Keaton were putting out like four movies a year, dude. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were. So. <laughs> um, real quick, Dan, we are recording this episode on October the 30th which is historically, as the day before Halloween is, Mischief Night. Is that what All you call Hallows it? All Hallows Eve, Eve. No, I call it fucking October, 20th, October 30th. See, we had a name for it. Goosey Night. That was the, that was the name we had for it. Nope. <laughs> Everyone did everything on the actual night. Which isn't even the night because it's All Hallows Eve. It's the night before the actual event. Yeah. <sighs> no, we didn't win nothing on the 30th. Besides see the report saying snow is coming the 31st. <laughs> well, I did notice that some of my friends and family in northern Jersey 100% got hit with snow today. Yeah, I oh, saw some friends with, from, like, Montana and stuff got snow a week ago. And I think uh, today I woke up and saw some of my Central New York people got snow. So, maybe uh, COVID can't live in the snow, and it's going to end soon. Maybe. Snow's going to kill it. I love snow, though. I've had I got to love snow. I had enough. I... Here's the thing, though. I do love snow, but I don't want to see it until after Halloween. It was just always Halloween night, dude. We would drive driving back home from the stuff, and it'd be snowing. It'd be snowing. It'd be snowing. Did you always have to plan your costume to be warm? 
sometimes. Because <laughs> I distinctly remember, like, going out on Halloween, like, super bundled up and annoyed because it, was, it wasn't it was the way that I wanted the costume to go. Because you're wearing your winter coat over your costume. Yeah. And then I also remember, like, going out on Halloween and sweating profusely and, like, shedding pieces of the costume because it was too damn hot. So. <laughs> well, everybody have a fantastic Halloween and whatever. Whatever you guys are going to be doing. Just don't have a Ronoween, okay? Like, keep it safe. Keep it, keep it sa- secret, keep it safe. Ah, oh, you beat me to it, bastard. Uh, what did you? We're gonna we're gonna obviously cover this. Well, we'll do spoilers on the VIP show. We won't do spoilers here. But what did you think of the season two premiere of The Mandalorian? I enjoyed it, especially when. Did. <laughs> I like that you redacted. Redacted yourself. And we saw the triumphant return of. Now I'm just saying shit. <laughs> yeah. And oh, then the moment when he killed <laughs> Don't worry though guys, we're not going to give away any spoilers, but we might do it we might talk a little spoily-ish on the VIP show, so we'll warn you guys about that now. Uh we're going to start doing all our patron shoutouts for the nerd table moving forward and apparently I forgot Jeff when I did shoutouts last week. So I'm going to give Jeff two shoutouts this week. So thank you to Jeff Glenn, Jay, oh, Adrian, thing too. What you a scumbag, Randy, and also Jeff. Randy, shut up! I'm the heel. We all know it. <laughs> Jeff, I apologize for forgetting your name. And just remember, guys, you all will still get Dan and I talking about wrestling every week. It'll just be some classic stuff, a tad bit of news. And then, of course, uh, the music video watch-alongs, which are so much fun. This week on the VIP show, we review Halloween Havoc 1998. Yeah. Oh, I've got things to say about that match. I compare it to 97, which I like two or three classic moments. Well, what I watched was pretty mo- was pretty much a classic moment, but it was not a classic in the positive. Because 97 had the great Eddie Ray match, and it had the culmination of the DDP Randy Savage. Yep. Yeah, this... Oh, my God. But 98. I watched a negative five-star match, and it lived up to all of its negative stars. Don't worry, I'll have plenty to say about it. Are you ready for points or consequences, Dan? I suppose so. It's our last Halloween game of the year. So, Dan wanted everybody to give us a one-sentence scary story. Ooh. Spooky. The ooze intensify. Are you ready for your scary stories? Uh, give me a second. Well, prepare myself. All right. Prepare yourself to be spooked by our first story. Hi, my name is Antonio. <laughs> is that going to be the spooka meter? <laughs> See how how much spook you get. Give us the spooka meter. The spookometer. Spookometer. There's a handful of names people can have that are like an instant turnoff for me at this point. It's like, sorry, I bet you you're a great person. We can maybe we might be best friends, but sorry, can't get past your name. That name has definitely been ruined for me. Like, dude, any any Tony is probably any any variation of Tony is done, <laughs> is dead for you. Because it goes from Antonio to Anthony, which is also a shit name in my life. Yes, then, any Tony, just it's done. And then the only other Tony that I really know is like, I, I still, I still kind of like the guy, but he is a big asshole. So yeah, it's just, 
My whole name is just down the shitter. Just down the shitter. Yeah, points. <laughs> Your next scary story. The year is 2020. Blah, blah. Ooh, that got two blizz. Only it's a quote. But people might not like who it is a quote from. Because <laughs> it's a quote from a Bill Cosby bit. <laughs> but it's just a scary story. It's telling a story about the time that the friends stole the Frank the Frankenstein monster uh, statue, and we're scaring people with it. A and you saw about how scaring people was fun, and it makes them do weird things and say "bleh bleh." <laughs> you get points. It's also he tells the Buck Buck story to tell that story, <laughs> so he tells one of his best story bits to tell one of his other best story bits. That man was a genius, a monster, but a genius. Well, it's like it's like the the Benoit situation, right? Like. Can you go back and watch his old stand-up and just enjoy it and not think about the person? Because I can. I have two or three of his records. Yeah, I watch Benoit matches all the time, and I I just fuck out of it. Well, there you go. And and you know what? If you can't separate that, that's fine. No one's asking you to. But if you can, that's just a little more enjoyment you get out of life. So, your next scary story. Please welcome the new voice of CKCC Radio, Vince Russo. What? You're going to give him a podcast? He already has a podcast. Bro. You're going to put his show on our feed? No. Fuck no. I don't care how many listeners that would bring in. I have standards, goddammit. No Vince Russo on CKCC. That would be scary. Scare me. Let me tell you something, bro. You got a bucket full of chicken necks. Uh, remember when Adrian Cotton made me listen to Russo's interview on Ryback's podcast just because he's a patron and he could? Still a little bitter. Don't abuse your power like that. No, but that's the thing, right? (laughs) Is that's one of the things he could do as a request. And I did it. I honored the request. I was like, I'm not, I'm not honoring that. That's the people I don't want to listen to. <laughs> well, somebody has to honor it, and it had to be me. Well, whatever. You get points, though. <clears throat> Our next scary story. This is actually a scary story. As the coffin descended into the ground, his chilling screams from inside could still be heard. You can you can hear it. Is the killer putting him in the ground? Well, clearly nobody cares that this person's being buried. That's the scary part. <laughs> That's the plan. Someone actually going for like a scary story, so I think you get an earmark. There you go. Not that it was particularly, you know better than anything but you went a different direction and that's what i appreciate about you oh, is that what you appreciate about them maybe our next scary story aew exists that's not scary <laughs> that may have worked on me but that's i knew that wasn't going to work on you that's a lot of really great talent that's actually making money right now because of the company. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. I, I already put a zero, so you're good. I, I didn't think you were going to award that one. Sometimes I just anticipate where, which direction you're going to go in, and I'm usually right. Like, even, like, when impact is its worst, I'm just, like, I've never been, like, it's mere existence. <clears throat> is, uh... AEW's problem isn't the talent, it's the booking. That's the problem I have, is it's it's too much 50-50 booking and too much competitive booking. 
That's the problem. I'm not saying these guys aren't talented. I'm saying book them in matches that make sense. We know they're talented. I've seen what they can all do. The only person on that entire roster that I actually... Actually, there's two people on that entire roster that I think are actual pieces of shit when it comes to to working in any capacity. And that's Marco Stunt and Big Swole, who are fucking awful. Everything they do is fucking awful. But even the people I hate on that roster, I still recognize have some talent. I just... You know, sometimes I don't like the way that they do things, but there's a difference between having an athletic ability and just, you know, Big Swole's a perfect example of literal lead in the boots. That's a lead-booted wrestler. That's one of the worst women's wrestlers I've ever seen. And I think that says something, considering that I've watched Eva Marie wrestle. Yeah, you heard me. You're half-sus. Half sucks. Half sucks. <clears throat> oh, that's going to be an in-joke before we even play with him. That's right. <clears throat> All right, you ready for your... sucks half. Uh, obviously. Are we, uh, you ready for your next scary story? Yeah. Your 20-sided die has a one on each side. Oh, that just doesn't get used. <laughs> you assume I only have one. Come on. What are you, new? Or is it going to be like a a situation where like all my other ones break or something? Like it's a, like it's the Twilight Zone or something like that? Or like, I finally have time to read my books. And it's not fair. Break. It's not fair. There was time now. That's a classic. Have they ever done like a? Has anybody ever done like a like a top ten Twilight Zone episode? I'm Obviously, sure. I'm sure somebody has done, but like, like what episodes would actually be on that list? I feel like William Shatner. I think it'd be like all be, the ones people know of, right? Like the airplane. The airplane is probably going to be like right at the top. Is the gremlin on the? There's gremlin there's on something on the wing. Some thing. And then, of course, there's also the the pig people. That's a good one. Where they're trying to make the woman get her cosmetic surgery so she's beautiful and she's actually beautiful. Everyone looks like pigs now. The people in the dollhouse. That and was, of course, there's the To Serve Man episode. To Serve that... Man, yep. Yeah, there's a lot of really good classic stuff. That's a great show. So what do you say about your 20-sided die? I mean, if this is like a situation where it's the only one I have, then this is awful. I guess I would draw on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what number for points am I drawing? Regular amount. Okay. Your next scary story. <laughs> Horace Hogan made over $600,000 on the WCW roster. I'm sure he did. <laughs> You know, there's still like it's still there's a website that has those contracts. Oh my god, I've seen some of them and they're they're terrifying. When you see what some of these people made, versus... there's guys that like only jobbed on Saturday night and made, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. So what are we doing with Horace? WCW contract and payroll information, 96 to 2000. Oh, God. There is 352 names listed and then a different listing for women. Oh my God. You get points. <laughs> you want to see how much money Nick Patrick made? All right, sure. Nick Patrick for one year for his second year of a four-year contract made $90,000. Damn. Alrighty. You ready for your next scary story? 
Don't scare me too much. <clears throat> I'm on a happy little stroll and don't see the spider web hanging across my path. Oh, God. What if it, like, gets on your lips and in your mouth, though? Oh. Uh. Would that be points, then? Yeah. Okay. So, I have to... I have to I, I'm going to blow the spot here, but I have to... This was Dan Dahl's entry, and the reason why this made me cringe was because I walked through a spider web going to the backbreaker show that Dan Dahl drove me to, and I'm pretty sure I ate the spider. <laughs> oh my god. Because I definitely choked <clears throat> on something and did not ever spit it back out, so a little extra protein for me that, that day. L. Dandy made $66,696.1999. That's embarrassing. How dare you doubt L. Dandy, Chris? <laughs> Who are you to doubt L. Dandy? Well, we are now at the Chess INZ. And your next scary story is I'm sorry, you have cancer. Oh, that's just bad. That's awful. That's obviously points, but Jesus. No. Points to the only man who could get away with that. Your next entry. Your bitch of an ex-wife is on line one. Well, I mean, at least the person recognizes her as a bitch. <laughs> Fortunately, I don't have one of those. Fortunately. Yeah, that's points. So uh, Jeff Farmer, as NWO Sting, in his entire time in WCW, made almost $500,000 between this time. Jesus. Being a fake Sting. A fake Sting. Made $5,000 just in licensing. The fuck did fake Sting get licensed? Is there fake Sting merch? Uh, there might have been. Enough to sell 5000 worth in two years? I guess so. Alright, next scary story. The Mandalorian has been cancelled. That's just mean. <laughs> Why would you get rid of one of the best things in Star Wars history? By the way, first episode, a new season. Still good! Yeah. Still loving it. I'm loving it. Penultimate entry. Shotzi Blackheart blew up my bathroom. Oh, that's because of the. the Just take a big old shit and take pictures of it? Yep. Sell the perverts online? Points. And that leaves us with your final entry. Baron Corbin is Universal Champion. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> Why would you do this to me? That's just mean. Is that it? Yeah, it's points. All right, by default. Your winner, the only person to actually tell a scary story, is Adrian Cotton. Oh, there you go, because you told an actual scary story. You want to know how much money Charmel made? Sure. In WCW? She made 52000 a year because she became a valet as well, as a Nitro Girl. So all the Nitro girls that became valets made, like, way more money because they were doing other stuff besides just dancing. I mean, that makes sense, right? I mean, that's the way things should be. They should be making money. Yeah, oh, man. Dude, what the fuck? Is this English? Some. <laughs> all right. Time for a Facebook comment. 
This is an actual status. How are old you in November 18th, 1990, period, and November 20th, 1990, comma, the movie It, I Was Six? What they're trying to ask is how old were you when It Part 1 and Part 2 came out? And I just... You mean the ones that came out in the last couple of years? No, the original the from one. 1990. Was how old were you when those came out? And But it was worded in just this... It was worded fuckeredly. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing more people posting uh, Halloween pics. It's Friday, tomorrow Saturday. It's actually Halloween. It's Saturday. Some people are doing it tonight, and I don't know why. Some people were doing it yesterday, and I don't know why. Is Saturday a, a school day now? Uh, I so know I in know. Japan they do half a day on Saturdays. <laughs> the moon looks awesome, though. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a full moon, is there, isn't it? And there's a Friday the 13th next month. Alrighty, so let's uh, go ahead and wrap up this show so we can do our patron show for all the lovely people who pay to hear us. I do apologize that I was pretty sick during this episode, but, you know, I, I don't have COVID, so that's all I kind of care about right now. Sorry if my voice sounded like shit. We'll see you guys next week for the penultimate regular Wrestle Talk. And then the final regular wrestle talk and then the final wrestle talk three to go we'll see you then <laughs>